Well, I'm going to go ahead and give you my title. I never do this. The Lord told me to preach. Baptized with the consuming fire. He's been dealing with it for quite a bit. Baptized with the consuming fire. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 3. Verses 11 through 12, Matthew chapter 3, 11 through 12. I also will go to Deuteronomy 4, 24, 9 and 3, and also Hebrews 12, 28. Don't have to go to all of those. They got it back there. But if you want to start off with me in your Bible, Matthew 3, 11 through 12. And as you're finding that, I want to say how grateful and how thankful I am to be in the house of God with you all. And I am so thankful to, to see visitors and guests throughout the room. Thank you for joining us at Bethlehem Church. Why don't we make our guests welcome, Bethlehem? And if you have not yet been to the meet and greet, I would love to see you at meet and greet immediately after service in the discipleship room, straight back through the prayer room. You'll see it. It's on the right. It's the last door on the right. And we've got refreshments and snacks for you available. And we just want to get to know you and shake your hand and uh, know a little bit more about you. Amen. Amen. Matthew 3, 11 through 12. I give honor to Pastor V and Bishop Wilson in their absence. And I was thinking today as uh, I was preparing to preach, there's no place like home. Let me say it this way. There's no place like Bethlehem. So, some of you may not know my, my schedule and all that. That doesn't matter. But I've been to many different places, preached at many different areas, even different conferences and, and such things. But there's no place that I like to preach at more than Bethlehem Church. You know what that says of you? You're amazing people. You're people after God's own heart. You're people that want the move of God. You want more. And you love the Word of God. Amen? Amen. I'm so glad to be at Bethlehem tonight. Matthew 3, 11 through 12. If you found a shout, amen. amen. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And we just sang about the Holy Ghost, being baptized with the Holy Ghost. But he also said, and with. Help me out. And with. Whose fan is in his hand. And he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Somebody say fire. Deuteronomy 4 and 24. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Deuteronomy 9 and 3. Understand therefore this day that the Lord thy God is he which goeth over before thee as a consuming fire. He shall destroy them and he shall bring them down before thy face. So shalt thou drive them out and destroy them quickly as the Lord hath said unto thee. Hebrews 12, 28 through 29, last scripture. Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. With reverence and godly fear. 
I think some of us take God lightly a lot of times. Oh, yeah, he's a loving God. He's a gracious God. He's a merciful God. He's also a God of justice and judgment. Let me read it again. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. Three times in Scripture, it labels God as a what? A fire, but not only a fire, but a consuming fire. Amen. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I'm going to preach tonight, baptized with the consuming fire. Lift your hands and let's pray. And let's ask God to open our hearts, our ears, our minds to receive what God has for us tonight. Father, we thank you for the presence of God that has been in this place. So many different flows of the Spirit has already happened in this place. And God, I'm believing that we're only going higher and deeper from here. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would quicken the Word of God in me and in us. God, that you would bring to remembrance everything that you've spoken to me in, in every study and every prayer meeting. God, bring to remembrance everything you've spoken to me. And I pray that you would help me to say everything you want me to say. Nothing less and nothing more. Only what thus saith the Lord. I pray in Jesus' name that the glory of the Lord will fill this house. That thy kingdom would come and thy will would be done in this place as it is in heaven. God, prepare us for the word of God and help us to not only be hearers of the word, but doers also. In the name of Jesus, let there be a free flow of the Holy Ghost. And let the word of God have free course in this house. I rebuke every resistance, every everything that would hinder, everything that would try to stop the flow. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. And I speak a free flow now. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. All throughout Scripture, you see fire uh, manifesting. All through the pages of the Bible, we see that, that fire is, is not only used for natural sources, for natural reasons, but fire is a representation of God. You saw in the, in the last three portions of Scripture that we read that three times God was called a consuming fire. God is a consuming fire. Matter of fact, when he first introduced himself to Moses, we find him introducing himself in a burning bush. Amen. The Bible says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why, thy, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. The Lord first appeared unto Moses out of a flame of fire. Moses even received 
revelation of God and a call from God out of the burning bush. Oftentimes, we receive our call when the fire of the Holy Ghost is at its hottest. Amen. When the fire of the Holy Ghost is flowing throughout the church and flowing through a message or at the altar, we find ourselves being called by God. And this was indeed what Moses was seeing. God was calling him through the fire. And we even see it. We, and I'm just going to, I'm going to do a little Bible study with you tonight, if that's okay. But, but the fire of God was upon Mount Sinai as the commandments were given. We see in Exodus 24, 17 through 18, and the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the size, in, in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. When all of Israel looked upon the mountain as, as Moses was about to uh, climb up to the mountain and receive the Ten Commandments and the law of God, all of Israel saw the mountain that it was covered by smoke and what looked to be a devouring fire. That's what it called it in that scripture, a devouring fire. Somebody say that. It was a devouring fire. And all of Israel was afraid, and they were not allowed to go even close to the fire. Only Moses was allowed to go up. We even see in the Exodus, when Israel is coming out of Egypt, that Israel was guided by a pillar of smoke in the daytime and a pillar of fire in the nighttime because God guides us by fire. God illuminates the darkness by the fire. If it wasn't for the pillar of fire in the midst of our darkness, we would not know where to go. And if you're in a dark place right now and you're dealing with darkness all around you, I've come to tell you, you need to get back to the fire of God. You need to get back where the fire is burning bright because he guides us by fire. Told you we're doing a Bible study tonight. We're going to do some more. Here we go. He also in 1 Kings 18 and 24 is the God that answers by fire. And he says, uh, Elijah said, I call ye on the name of, our, of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. And so the, the story goes that all the prophets of Baal begin to, to do all kinds of crazy things. Things, even to the extreme of cutting themselves uh, to try to get their God to answer by fire. Uh, only the true God would answer by fire. And they tried it for hours and hours and hours. Uh, and the Bible says when it was evening time, uh, Elijah said, all right, it's my turn. Uh, and Elijah said, come near and watch. Uh, and all of a sudden, Elijah says, get four barrels of water after he repairs uh, the, the altar and he puts the wood on it and the sacrifice on it. He says, go get four barrels of water. And they dump it on there. He says, do it again. And they dump it on there. And he says, do it again. And they dump it on there. With a total of 12 barrels of water, they, he, they pour out that water upon the sacrifice. And it soaks into the sacrifice and soaks into the wood and soaks into the stone and the dirt and even the trench that was put all around them, all around that sacrifice. And then... then 
Elijah makes a fiery, fervent, short prayer. Sometimes it don't have to be long. Sometimes you don't have to pray for an hour and a half, an hour, three hours about a situation. Sometimes it's just that you get in the prayer room with fervency and passion and desire and faith. And so he prays this short, I think it's like two verses. He prays this short prayer. And then the Bible says, and fire fell down from heaven. And the Bible says, catch this. This is how powerful his fire is. Your fire can't do this. I don't care how hard you try. But the Bible says uh, that his fire consumed the sacrifice. It consumed the wood. It licked up the stones. My goodness, that was some hot fire. It licked up the stones. It even licked up the dust and all the water that was in the trench. Everything that, that looked impossible for the fire to consume, the fire consumed it. And I don't care how many times the devils tried to put water on your situation and tried to put a, a stone that looks unmovable. The fire of God is able to consume and dissolve whatever's in your way. Matter of fact, the Bible says, the Bible says in Psalm 97, 3, a fire goeth before him and burneth up his enemies around about. And his lightnings enlightened the world. The earth saw and trembled. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The Bible says that not only is he the God that answers by fire, but he is the God that fights by fire. And if you'll just get on the Lord's side, is there anybody here that's on the Lord's side tonight? If you'll just get on the Lord's side, the Bible says he's going to consume the enemies with fire. Fire goes before him. He don't even have to touch them. Fire. It goes before him and it consumes the enemies. And listen to this. And the Bible says that the hills, they all melt like wax. Oh, whatever mountain you've been facing, whatever hill, whatever high place you can't seem to get over, whatever high place is in your way, the Bible says that the fire of God is so hot that, it, that the hills begin to melt like wax. I don't care how tall it is. I don't care how big it is. It doesn't matter how great that size of your problem is. The Bible says it's going to melt like wax. It's going melt like wax that God that we serve is the God that fights with fire he even said in Jeremiah 23 29 is not my word like as a y'all better know it is not my word like as a fire that means every time he speaks When he speaks to that mountain, it melts. When he speaks to your enemies, they burn up. Every time he speaks, the word of God comes with fire. It's not my word like fire. Matter of fact, it's so fiery. Jeremiah 20 and 9, Jeremiah says, Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. Jeremiah was ready to give up. Matter of fact, he had already made the decision. 
He said, I might, he didn't say I might not. He said, I will not make mention of, his, of him nor speak any more in his name. In other words, he was fed up with being a prophet. He was tired of all the persecution. He was tired of nobody listening to him when he was prophesying and warning and he got tired of it. He said, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm done. I'm thrown in the towel. But the Bible says, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones and I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. I've got to tell you tonight, you need to get the word of God inside of you because if you get the word of God inside of you you ain't gonna give up you ain't gonna quit you ain't gonna stop because every time you try you try to give up the fire of the Holy Ghost begins to burn inside of you and you cannot stay the Bible says you can't stay in the predicament you've been in you can't stay in the situation you've been living in because the fire of the word of God it's like fire shut up in my bones we do a little more in this Bible study in Isaiah 6 Isaiah 6 Isaiah has a vision of God being high and lifted up in his train filling the temple and the Bible says the house was filled with smoke but you can't have smoke unless you have fire and the whole house was filled with smoke. And when when Isaiah saw the Lord, he said, Woe is me, for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. But then an angel comes and takes tongs and takes hot coals off of the off of the altar where the fire's been burning. A live coal, the Bible says. And it puts it on his lips. And then he says, Your lips have been cleaned by this coal, by the fire. Your sins have been cleaned. Your, your iniquity is purged by the fire our God is an all-consuming fire in the Old Testament when all the people had sang and praised in one accord at the dedication of Solomon's temple the house was filled with the cloud so that the priests could not stand to minister because the glory of the Lord had filled the temple. In Revelation 15 and 8, the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God. And once again, you cannot have smoke unless you have fire. And every time the glory of God begins to fill a house, it comes with fire and it comes with smoke. I don't know about you, but I want the glory of God to settle in here with fire. I want to be baptized with the consuming fire. He is the God of fire. Ezekiel saw a vision of him upon his throne and surrounding him was a fire round about. All around the throne was a fire. In Revelation, he had hair like wool and eyes like like fire. Can I tell you tonight, he is the God of fire. He is the God that answers by fire. He is the God with eyes like fire. He is the God that has fire surrounding his throne. He is the God of fire. Hallelujah. And can I tell you that the God of fire has fire interwoven throughout the scriptures. And its significance is quite weighty and its importance is quite strong for we enter in to the tabernacle which is the, the last thing but that doesn't mean I'm almost done yet amen 
But it is the thing, the, the key thing to this message. The fire, the fire is seen in the tabernacle. Everybody say the tabernacle. The tabernacle was one of the most important places in all of the scripture. The, the tabernacle has so much revelation in it. You, you, you would spend hours and hours and hours trying to unfold all the revelation that is in there. But the first thing we come upon in the tabernacle is the brazen altar. The brazen altar. The brazen altar was the altar of sacrifice. It was the altar where they would put they would put lambs and goats and bulls and bullocks and all kinds of animals on there for all kinds of different sacrifices, burnt offerings, sin offerings, peace offerings, all kinds of offerings, even some offerings for for those that are that did the sin of ignorance or they didn't even know that they sinned, but they'd still give an offering and and a sacrifice. This brazen altar was the place of sacrifice. Can everybody say sacrifice? And when the law was laid and, it, and the tabernacle was built and the altar was finished, the Bible says in Leviticus 9 and 24, and there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. When, when they were ready... When they were ready to give the sacrifice, to make the sacrifice, man did not start this fire. Man did not light this fire. But it was God Almighty sending fire from heaven. And when they were, when everything was finished and the sacrifice was upon the altar, the Bible says a fire fell from heaven and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat. And all the people saw it and shouted, fell on their faces in reverence to the God of fire. Can I tell you today that the first piece of the tabernacle has fire upon it? Amen. And the Bible says in Leviticus 6, 12 through 13, and the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it, shall not be put out, and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. And lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn there on the fat of the peace offerings. And the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Somebody say it shall be ever burning. Ever burning. It's got to be ever burning. Can I tell you, you cannot live this life without a life of sacrifice, without an altar in your life, but you've also got to keep that altar on fire. The fire has got to continually consume the that, that, that altar at all times. The Bible says that the priest has to continually put wood upon the fire so that the fire doesn't go out. And also they had to remove the ashes because the ashes would would stop the flow of oxygen. And I would remind you that the Holy Ghost came in like a rushing mighty wind. And if you don't remove the ashes, the wind won't continue to blow. The wind will eventually stop blowing on that thing and the fire will go out. You've got to remove the ashes. What am I telling you right now? You can't live off of yesterday's prayers. You can't live off of yesterday's Bible reading, yesterday's fasting, Last week's sermon, you've got to get it every day. You got to put wood on the fire every day, and you got to remove the old things out of the way every day. Hallelujah. 
what was the function of the, of the fire at the altar? Bible says, Bible says that the fire consumed the altar. The Lord wanted a sacrifice made by fire of a sweet smelling savor unto the Lord. Every time we are living our life as a sacrifice and we're allowing the fire of God to burn us and purge us and purify us, uh, we come before him as a sweet smelling savor. It comes before God as a sweet-smelling savor. And I would remind you that the Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. We are to be living sacrifices. We're not just an animal that's, that's sacrificed one time, and that's it. But we are to be living sacrifices. Every day, we're on the altar. Every day. We've got fresh fire. Are you hearing me right now? Every day we're dying to ourselves. Every day we're giving up our desires to match his desires. Come on. We're giving up our will to match his will. Every day we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. That's just our reasonable service. In Mark 9, 47 through 49, it says, And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell. Fire. Somebody say fire. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Somebody say the fire. For everyone shall be salted with fire. Somebody say that. And every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Now, it seems as if Jesus gets off, with, off of topic when he, he, he begins to say that, you, you, you know, you got to cast out the eye that's offending you so that you don't go to hell with two good eyes. It would be better for you to enter into heaven with one good eye. And he says, you don't want to go to hell where the fire is not quenched. But then he says this, for everyone shall be salted with fire. And then he references it back. To the Old Testament, every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. The, the salt of the living sacrifice is to be salted with fire. Jesus said that everyone, somebody say everyone, will be salted with fire. Everyone will be tried by fire sooner or later. Let me let that sink in. Everyone will be tried by fire sooner or later. And it would be much better for it to happen now rather than later. Because Jesus didn't leave the subject. He said everybody's going to be salted with fire. And in other words, he said you're either going to burn now or you're going to burn later. In an unquenchable fire. Come on, y'all better talk to me tonight. Come on, y'all better stay with me tonight. Everybody's going to be salted with fire. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather be salted right now with fire and present myself as a living sacrifice right now. 
I don't want to wait till I have to go to hell to experience the unquenchable fire. Because the same fire that can baptize you right now and give you life right now is the same fire that will destroy you for an eternity. You need to be baptized and salted with the consuming fire. Somebody needs to say, Lord, salt me with fire. Here I am, Lord, a living sacrifice. Come on, lift your hands for just a moment. Lord, salt me with fire. I don't want to wait till hell. I'd rather go through hell on earth than go through hell in eternity. God, salt me with fire. Come on, pray it sincerely. Pray it, pray it sincerely. Lord, salt me with fire. Here I am. I'm a living sacrifice. Salt me with fire. Baptize me with fire. I've got to have the fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. What was the fire? Fire was there for purifying. For we are tried by fire. The purpose of everyone being salted with fire is that we all will be purged and cleansed. We must be tried by the fire. We are clean, the Bible says, through the word which he has spoken. And I want to remind you that his word is a fire. And it is his word like a fire that purges us and cleanses us. We've got to get full of the word of God and get full of the fire of the Holy Ghost. 1 Peter 1 and 7, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that, is peri that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I'd rather be tried by fire right now. I'd rather put, be put through the fire right now because everybody's going to be salted with fire. Lord, try me with fire. Purify me. Make me purer than gold. Make me cleaner than gold. Purify me. Gold had to be tried seven times in the fire. God, if you got to try me seven times, try me seven times, but burn out every impurity. Burn out every iniquity. Burn out everything that's not like you. Matter of fact, this may sound contradictory, but the Bible says we will be saved Yet so as by fire. 1 Corinthians 3, 13. Every man's work. Somebody say every man. Every, you're not going to get excluded from this. Every man's work shall be made manifest for the days shall declare it. It's coming sooner or later. Because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire. He's saying the fire's coming. The fire is on its way and sooner or later you're going to be baptized with fire and and when the fire comes if you are a child of God that's built upon the foundation which is none other than Jesus Christ if you are a child of God when the fire comes it's going to reveal what you've been building your life out of if you if you research the scripture it's talking about you you're either building with wood hay and stubble or with gold and precious stones and silver and things that will not burn away 
way. You're, you're building with one of the two. But when the fire comes, it's going to either purify you or it's going to destroy you. But it's going to destroy you in order to save you. It's going to humble you so that you can get back down to the foundation, which is Jesus Christ, and rebuild upon him. I don't know what you feel in this place right now, but I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost trying to burn away some things. God's ready to burn out the things that don't belong. You've been building wrong, but God's going to save you by fire. It may humble you. You may be brought down to nothing. Oh, but it's an old cliche saying, but when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. It's okay if the fire destroys you right now because you're going to be saved by the fire. It's going to get rid of the things that don't belong. That's the purpose of the altar. That's the purpose of the brazen altar where the fire comes. It's to purge us, to purify us, to cleanse us, to make us new. Then the next thing is the molten sea. The molten sea is also known as the brazen laver. And I know that, that if you know anything about it, you understand that that is the place where the priest would wash it's a place of water. But it was called the molten sea. Molten means melted. The molten sea because in order for it to be made, it, they melted the looking glasses of the women, the Bible says. They melted the looking glasses. And when they would wash, they could see their reflection. Can I tell you right now that the fire of God was not, not only used at the altar, but it was also used to create the molten sea. Though it was a place of water and washing, this fire is what makes you see yourself how you really are. Can I preach tonight? I, I, I know y'all thought I tricked you. Y'all thought it was going to be one of those hype messages. Yeah, baptize with the fire. But I'm telling you, the fire is not only a good thing, but it can be a bad thing. But the fire is good for, for purifying you, for making you see yourself how you really are. We don't know who we are until we face the fire. We don't know what kind of attitude's gonna come out of us uh, until we face the fire. Can I preach right now? We don't know what kind of ugliness is gonna come out of us until we face the fire. But do I have any witnesses uh, in here that knows uh, when the fire comes, uh, it brings out the best uh, and the worst of you. Uh, it brings you to a desperate situation. But after the fire, you learn something. Uh, after the fire, you come out stronger. After the fire, you come out better. After the fire, you come out wiser. Next thing is the candlesticks. The candlesticks are sometimes called the lampstand. Sorry, Exodus 27 and 20. And thou shalt command the children of Israel that they bring thee pure oil, olive. Pure oil, olive beaten. I don't know why the KJV had to make it complicated, but it does that a lot of times. Pure oil, olive beaten. Let me just say it. Pure beaten olive oil amen for the light somebody say for the light to cause the lamp to burn always somebody say to burn always here it is again the god of fire at the altar the god of fire at the molten sea and the god of fire 
at the golden candlesticks. And this place was to always have light. This place, just like the altar, was to ever be burning. Can I tell you, you've got to keep on burning for the Lord. Don't try to quench the fire. And don't let the fire go out. For the fire is there for a light. If you don't have the fire, you won't be able to see. You've got to have the fire. But the only way you're going to keep the fire on the lampstand, on the candlesticks is when you put pure beaten olive oil. Come on. A pure anointing has to be put upon you in order for you to keep the fire going upon the lampstand. You need a pure anointing. We need fresh anointing. Pure, unadulterated anointing from the Holy Ghost. That's what we need. We need to have a fresh anointing upon us. Even if we got to be beaten. Can I just preach right now? Even you're not going to get any oil if you don't put some pressure on the olive. You're not going to get any anointing unless you put some pressure on it, unless you beat it, unless you smash it. You, you, we're going to have to go through some things. But when we go through those things, it purifies us and it gives us anointing. And I would remind you that it is the anointing that destroys every yoke. If you want the yokes destroyed in your life, you want bondages broken in your life, you need the anointing. And you're going to have to be willing to go through the fire and go through the beating so that you get, get the oil flowing in your life. Amen. This fire is to always be lit so it can be illuminating the place. I would remind you that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. What? Know you not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in you? Hallelujah. And so you you are continue you are to continue in light. You are to continue having light inside of you. No darkness should dwell in you. For when the light begins to shine, the darkness comprehends it not. You've got to have light always shining. The child of God has no room for darkness to live on the inside. Come on. The child of God has no place to allow darkness to live on the inside. You've got to let the light shine. You've got to keep the fire burning at all times. The next thing is the table of showbread. Leviticus 24 and 7, And thou shalt put pure frankincense upon each row, that it may be on the bread for memorial, even an offering made by fire unto the Lord. 1 Samuel 21 and 6, So the priests gave him hallowed bread, for there was no bread there but but the showbread that was taken from before the Lord to put hot bread in the day when it was taken. The, 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 the table of showbread, the table of showbread was, was a, it was a table that had bread upon it that was made by an, for an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Here it is again, the God of fire at the candlesticks and then the God of fire at the table of showbread. And the Bible says that it was hot bread. It remained hot all week long. The priests would make it on Sunday every, or every Sabbath day. It was actually Saturday. Every Sabbath day, the, the priests would make it and it would remain hot all day long, not because they had a food warmer, 
They didn't have electricity like us. But it was because of the fire of God and because the Word of God always remains hot and the Word of God always remains fresh. We've got to have the fire of the Holy Ghost upon us. Next thing is the altar of incense. The altar of incense. The altar of incense was not like the brazen altar. For it was not an altar. The Bible made it very clear that no animal should be sacrificed. No, ble- no blood should be shed. No life should be given upon this altar. But this altar was to be made for the purpose of burning incense unto the Lord as a sweet-smelling savor unto God. God wanted this to be a, a continual thing as well. For the Bible says that that this this uh, this incense will be burned morning and evening. The Bible tells us that the prayers of the saints were was poured before God as sweet incense in the nostrils of God. I've got to tell you tonight that the fire of God is what burns the incense and causes it up to go up before God. The Bible says that the coals from the altar, the brazen altar, was to be taken and put upon the altar of incense. And at the altar of incense, the coals from the altar of sacrifice would cause incense to go up. What am I telling you tonight? The Bible says that the effectual What is it? Fervent means fiery. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I've come to tell somebody tonight, the reason that some of our prayers aren't reaching heaven and the reason some of our prayers are not, they seem as if they're not going before God and they're not getting answered It's because we've not been praying effectual, fervent prayers. We perhaps have prayed passionate prayers. We've prayed sincere prayers. We've prayed even with some faith, but haven't seen anything happen. But the Bible says that the incense was burned by the coals that came off the altar of sacrifice. And unless you have a life of sacrifice... That, that fuels the fire for the altar of incense. Your prayers are going to be hindered. But when you live a life of sacrifice, you are able to go before the Lord in prayer and begin to seek after him and flow in the Holy Ghost before him. For the Bible says that the Spirit maketh intercession for us, for we know not how to pray as we ought. And the Bible says that it was tongues like as of fire. And when we begin to pray with true fire from the Holy Ghost, it begins to go up before the Lord and that kind of prayer of much. That kind of prayer is the prayer that wins the battle. That kind of prayer is the prayer that defeats the giant. That kind of prayer, but it's got to come from a place of sacrifice. The coals of the altar of incense can't come from any other fire. It's got to come from the brazen altar. It's got to come from a place of sacrifice. Put your hands all over this place. Open up your mouth and begin to pray right now. The Holy Ghost is right here. 
He's called you to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And with fire. It's not good enough just for you to have the Holy Ghost and not let the fire consume you. I know we come to church and we, have, and we get full of the Holy Ghost, but we don't live a life that's consumed by the fire of the Holy Ghost. And God's calling us to enter into a lifestyle that is consumed by the fire of the Holy Ghost. That when we pray, we pray with fire. And when we worship, we worship with fire. When we offer unto him the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, we offer that sacrifice of praise with fire. It has to be fueled by fire. It has to come from a place of sacrifice and fire. It's when you have that pure fire that has purified you and tried you and changed you that God begins to work in your prayers and God begins to move in your life. Hallelujah. So it's, it's about the fire. It's about the fire. The Bible says we're to be fervent in spirit, not slothful in business. We have no time to be wasting, being lazy and complacent, but we've got to be on fire for God. We've got to be consumed with fire. We've got to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And when we're baptized with the Holy Ghost, there comes power with it. They sang about it in the song. There comes power when the Holy Ghost begins to fall upon you. When you have that fire, what is that power? The Bible says, it says power, but in the Greek, it, it is the word dunamis, which is where we get the word dynamite. And can I tell you that when you get the Holy Ghost, you get fire power, you get dynamite, you get explosive power because of the fire of the Holy Ghost. So when you pray in the Holy Ghost, it consumes the enemy. And when you speak the word of God, it levels the mountains. And when you pray, with fire, things begin to happen because there's power when you're baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. We've got to be baptized with the consuming fire. We need the fire of God. And the last thing also contains fire because Yes, the altar of incense is the last thing right before you enter the veil. But one time a year, the high priest, only the high priest, could enter into the Holy of Holies. And when he entered in, he didn't just burn incense on the altar of incense, but he brought in with him a censer filled with hot coals from the altar of sacrifice, to burn incense inside the Holy of Holies. In other words, he was not allowed to go into the Holy of Holies unless he came with fire. And God has sent me here tonight 
to speak the word of God that he's calling you deeper into the holy of holies because it's not just the high priest that can enter in now brother Michael it's not just the high priest that can enter in now brother Will but the Bible says that the veil was torn and anybody can enter in but when you enter in the only way you're truly going to get to the holy of holies is when you enter in with fire you've got to enter in with fire and not just any fire it can't be strange fire Nadab and who figured that out. They came with strange fire and God shot them down by fire. You can't come with strange fire. It can't be fakeness. It can't be just enthusiasm from your, from your human flesh. It can't just be a, a little bit of passion. But it's got to be fire that comes from the altar of sacrifice. Some of us, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Some of us have been wondering, why can't we get deeper? Why can't we feel God's presence? Why why can't we feel the Holy Ghost like we used to? I want to go dwell in his presence. The reason why we can't get there is because we're not living a life of sacrifice. We're not living on fire for God. And you can't enter the Holy of Holies unless you come with fire that comes from sacrifice. Stand to your feet all over this place. God's calling us deeper. God wants to bring you. Listen, I told you about all these other things. I spent so much time on all these other things. But God wants to bring you to the most precious thing. The holy of holies. Where the mercy seat is. He wants to be merciful to you. Where the cherubs do cover. He wants to cover you and protect you. And where, 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 where the, the Ark of the Covenant is, that is the presence of God. That, that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And the blood was applied to the mercy seat. He wants to cover you in his blood. And inside the mercy seat was the pot of manna showing that God provides even when there seems to be no way. And in Inside the mercy seat was the word of God, the promises of God that never fail. God's saying, I want to bring you there to a place where I speak a word, and it's going to happen. You're going to see the word of God fulfilled in your life if you'll just enter in. And he's bringing us to a place where in the Ark of the Covenant was Aaron's rod that budded, which represented the supernatural power of God. God wants to bring you to the supernatural place. God wants to see you working, not just having miracles in your life, but working in miracles, signs and wonders, operating in the gifts of the Spirit. God wants to fellowship with you. God wants to have time with you. God wants to know you, but you can only enter in if you come with fire, with fire, with fire. Lift your hands all over this place. I need you to begin to pray right now. I need to hear the church of God praying. I need you to go back to the altar right now and find that place where the fire burns. Some of us have left, has lost our fire. 
we've lost it. We've, we've, it's gone out. It's gone out because we failed to put wood on it every day. And we failed to remove the ashes. But God is able to restore it. God is able to restore it. But it's only going to be found at the altar. It's only going to be found at the altar. You can't find it anywhere else. You can't fabricate it. You can't come up with it on your own. You can't do it yourself. You've got to find it at an altar. Come on, begin to pray. Come on, begin to pray. I need this to become a prayer meeting right now. The Holy Ghost is about to move in this place. But it's only going to be when you lay your life down at the altar. You can't skip the altar and then just run to the Holy of Holies. you got to come to the altar. you got to come to the altar. Come on, it's time to find that fire again. It's time to be consumed with fire. He's come to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You need to pray until fire comes upon you. You need to pray until you feel the fire driving your prayers. Fire from an altar has to drive your prayers. Fire from an altar has to drive your worship. Fire from an altar has to drive your praise and your dedication and your life of sacrifice. It's time to get the fire back. Come on, begin to pray right now. Have you let the fire go out? Because he said, he's come to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor. He will separate the wheat from the chaff. And he will burn the chaff in an unquenchable fire. I need you to find the fire tonight. God sent me here to get you to find the fire tonight. Because if you don't find the fire tonight, there's an unquenchable fire waiting for eternity. There's an unquenchable fire that will not go out that is inescapable. If you don't find the fire tonight, when's the last time you've been truly on fire for God? How long has it been since you've truly prayed with fervency, with real fervency, with real passion? How long has it been since you let the Holy Ghost begin to flow through you in other tongues, tongues like as a fire? Come on, it's time to be consumed by the fire. The question is tonight, Will you let the fire consume you? Come on, will you let it consume you? Will you give up everything? God, destroy everything that's not right in my life. God, take everything out that doesn't belong. Burn it out, God. Burn it out, God. Burn it out. Burn out the wrong attitude. Burn out the wrong mindset. Burn out the bad spirit. Burn out my bad motives. Burn out everything that's not right. Burn out my love for money. Burn out my lust, whatever it is. Come on, it's time to lay yourself at the altar right now. Right now, right now, right now, it's time to get at the altar. God's about to take us to the Holy of Holies. I feel the Holy Ghost about to pour into this house. But you got to go to the altar. You got to go to the altar. 
Come on, come on, lay your life down. You need to pray some dangerous prayers right now and say, Lord, anything that's not right in me, remove it. I don't care what you have to take out of my life. Come on, it's time to be serious before God right now. It's time to come before him with reverence and fear and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Come on, can everybody gather around the altar right now? Can everybody gather around? Can we all take some time at the altar right now and gain some fire? We need to get a hold of the fire. We need to get a hold of the fire. Lord, purge me. Lord, purify me. Try me in the fire. Come on, you need to pray it. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, I've got to be saved. Whatever it takes, I've got to have the fire of the Holy Ghost. God, if you got to burn down everything about my life to get me back to the foundation, to take away everything that's not right. Do it, God. Come on, pray sincerely. Come on, you got to dig. There's some things you don't want to let go of. That, that, that's, that's why it's, 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 a, it's a tug right now. You can feel it. It's a tug right now. It's, it's, it's hard to move because you, you're, you're trying to decide whether or not you're going to lay this down or not. But I've got to tell you right now, you've got to lay it down and let the fire consume it. Let the fire burn away everything that's not right. You can trust the fire of God because after the fire has come, everything that's left will be pure and everything that's left will be beautiful and everything that's left will be right. Come on, we need to lose some things at the altar right now. We need to let go of some things at the altar right now. Come on. Come on up to the altar and lay yourself down. You are a living sacrifice. You are a living sacrifice. God, take away everything that don't belong. I don't care what it is. I don't care what you have to do in my life. I'll go through the fire. I'll go through the flame. I just want to be pure. Baptize me with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Come on, can we push right now? Can we push in the Holy Ghost right now? Come on, lay it down. Lay it down. I need you to shut off everything that's been in the way. I need you to forget about who's beside you and what's gone on through the week. And I need you to get at the altar right now and seek God. Come on, God wants to take you to the Holy of Holies. He wants to be with you.
you can't enter in unless you have fire from the altar. Fire from the altar. Come on, can we all pray right now? All hands lifted. If you're not kneeling down at the altar, hands lifted right now. Voices lifted higher than your hands right now. Crying out to God. God, I give myself to you. Consume me, Lord. Consume me with your fire. I don't care what it has to do to me. I don't care what you have to do to me, God. Consume me with the fire. Consume until nothing else remains but what belongs. Consume me till nothing else remains what, except for what belongs. God, consume me with the fire. I'm willing to let go of whatever you want me to let go of. Consume me. Come on, cry out to him right now. Cry out to him right now. Come on, it don't sound like we have any fire right now. I don't think we found the fire at the altar yet. I don't think we found the fire at the altar. I know pastor ain't here, but Jesus is here right now. Can we seek after God right now? Can we seek after God right now? Come on, it's time to grab the fire. I would to God that everybody in this place would leave this place on fire for God. That you'd leave this place burning on fire for God. But some of us are so complacent. We're so ready to go eat Mexican food. We're so tired of hearing the word. But I've got to tell you, we've got to dig until the fire comes. Come on, remove the ashes right now. Remove the ashes. Prepare the altar. Prepare the altar for sacrifice. You won't have to light the fire. If you'll just provide the sacrifice, God will provide the fire. That's Bible right there. If you'll just provide the sacrifice, God will provide the fire. That's all you got to do. Just say, God, I'm a sacrifice. I'm here right now. Consume me. Come on, lay your life down until you feel them consuming you again. Until you feel the fire coming again. Until you can feel his presence again. Come on, every time the presence of God showed up, it came with smoke and it came with fire. Come on, seek him until the fire comes. Down, the fire's gonna start falling in this place. 
Some of you are going to leave this place and you didn't experience any fire at all. You're going to leave this place totally unchanged. But those that will give themselves and be serious and push past their flesh, they're going to receive fire from the Holy Ghost. And they're going to leave this place changed and different and pure. And they're going to be on fire for God. Can we seek Him right now? Lay it down right now. Lay it down right now. Your life. Not just a thing, but your life. Everything about your life. Lay it down right now at the altar. Lay it down right now at the altar. God's going to provide the fire. Come on, put everything down. Everything. Submit to his will. Submit to his call. He's calling you out of the fire. He's calling you from the fire. Come on, press just a little bit deeper right now. Press just a little bit deeper right now. The Holy Ghost ain't finished yet. Press just a little bit deeper. Yield a little bit more. Give a little bit more. fire 
That's why God sent me. You've been lacking the fire. You've been trying to pray without fire. You've been trying to worship without fire. You've been going through the motions of religiosity and church without fire. You've been trying to make your own fire. You're trying to make yourself passionate. Trying to make yourself on fire for God. But God said, it's not going to happen until you visit the altar of sacrifice. Come on, just provide the sacrifice. And he's about to provide the fire in this house. Let it consume you. Let it consume you. Let it take over you. Let it have your whole life. Come on, can we lift our hands all over this place? In total surrender. Both hands. In total surrender. for God, but you've been taking the wrong path. God's putting you on fire now at the altar, at the altar, at the altar. Lay your life down and ask the Lord, consume me, Lord, with the fire. Consume me. I'd rather burn now than to burn for eternity.
you lift your hands now? But this time in worship. This time in adoration. This time since you visited the altar and you've got coals from the altar. Why don't you burn some incense before the Lord right now? Because now you can do it correctly. There it is right there. There it is right there. Come on, take the coals from the fire of the altar right now and use that to begin to burn incense before Him. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, use that to burn incense before Him. Use that to offer unto Him worship and adoration and praise, the sacrifice of praise. This one's not a blood sacrifice. Huh? This one's a sacrifice of worship. This one goes before the Lord as a sweet smelling savor. Come on, worship Him. Come on, worship Him from the place of sacrifice. Worship Him because you've got fire. Now would be a good time to let the Holy Ghost flow. Now would be a good time to speak in tongues. Tongues like as a fire. Now would be a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got fire. Ah. Come on, worship him from a heart of purity. Worship him from a heart of sincerity. Worship him in the pureness of the fire. You're about to enter into the Holy of Holies. You're about to enter in where you ain't been able to enter in in a while. Those of you that stuck around and sacrificed and, and put yourself at the altar, now you can enter in. Come on, fill your center with fire. Fill your center with the coals from the altar and offer sacrifice, the sacrifice of praise. A little bit more. Let that fire from the altar flame and put up praise unto God. Let it burn up praise unto God. Let it burn up worship before God. Yeah, he's drawing you in right now. He's drawing you in right now. Come on in. Come on in and come with worship and adoration and emotion. Come on, offer him fiery worship. Offer him fiery worship. Sincere worship. Worship from that from the altar. Worship with fire from the altar.
feel peace in the room right now. God's bring you into a place of peace. I, don't know. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's peace coming in this place right now. As you're entering in, continue to worship right now. Continue to worship. As you're worshiping with your hands lifted, peace is beginning to flow in this place. one last prayer over you before we're dismissed but would you lift your hands one last time Father right now in the name of Jesus you know each and every one of us have, who have truly laid our life down at the altar to everyone that laid their life down at the altar right now I'm praying that the fire of the Holy Ghost will absolutely consume their life Fire's not bad, the fire's good. It's going to purify and change us. It's going to give us power to walk right, power to act right, power to talk right. And God, I speak that fire of the Holy Ghost upon everybody in this place that has laid their life down at the altar. I pray that the fire of the, uh, I pray the fire of God would consume them and drive them to pray. I pray the fire of God would consume them and drive them to reach the lost. I pray that the fire of God would drive them and and, and cause them to worship with fire and praise with fire. God baptize us afresh right now with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Baptize us right now with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Let us leave this place absolutely and totally, completely consumed by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Completely on fire for you in every aspect of our life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Would you clap your hands and give God praise all over this place. But don't give them the ordinary one. Give it, give it, give it from the fire on the altar. Come on, give them the, the, the praise from the fire on the altar right now. Come on, come on. Let the fire drive your praise right now. Let the fire drive your praise right now. In Jesus' name, you may be dismissed in the fire of the Lord.